This is Honest Math Chat, and I'm Mona Eel of Mona Math. I'm a former math avoider turned math teacher cheerleader, and I'm going to get real honest with you about math classroom culture, engagement, math discussions, and all the student-centered instructional practices to help you empower your students to love and understand math deeply. So every Monday on Honest Math Chat, we're going to work together to make our classrooms places where students see themselves as mathematicians. But let's not wait. If you're ready to engage every learner and get them pumped about math, you've got to use math discussions. I welcome you to download the guide to engaging math discussions right now. Go to monamath.com slash discussions. You'll get all my best tips on how to guide on the side while getting every child meaningfully engaged in discussing their math thinking. Do you know all your math facts? No, seriously, if I started saying math facts right now, would you know all of them? You probably do because you're great at math and you're a great math teacher. Me, on the other hand, the answer is kind of. I have strategies that I could use to figure them out, but I never really moved on from like accounting strategy for many of my multiplication and division facts. Yikes. At some point, we want our students to commit their facts to memory. After repeated practice with models and strategies to help them understand and see those facts, we want our students to just know that four groups of five is 20. Or harder, that six times eight, this one is one I don't know automatically, embarrassingly, so that's why this is so important, that six times eight is 48, right? However, we don't want rote memorization for the sake of memorization. This is not an episode on accuracy and speed alone. I don't suggest those as the main focus of your student's fluency work. Instead, let's define fluency based on the work of many smart people. We know that fluency is flexible, efficient, and accurate. Much more then get the answer on the test. So the question then becomes, how can we help our students develop flexibility in their fact knowledge while also being efficient and accurate? The thing is, we can't just make it happen for our students. It develops over time, just like learning to read or to write. Our students will learn a bit each day or week. They will understand the associative property one day and learn a whole new set of facts. But it might not happen until they've had lots and lots of exposure to models and math discussions of those models. And then one day, they will start to use it in their own solving and see that it works efficiently and accurately. And then they will add it to their tool belt for the future. I don't want you to think that just because students practice flashcards over and over again, that that's enough. That's not the kind of practice I'm talking about. Students have to work out strategies to understand the numbers, to understand how the numbers go together and how they're broken apart so that they can understand the fact before they commit it to memory or get an answer efficiently. NCTM's Principles and Standards for School Mathematics states, 
Computational fluency refers to having efficient and accurate methods for computing. Students exhibit computational fluency when they demonstrate flexibility in their methods that they choose, understand and can explain these methods, and produce accurate answers efficiently. That means students need to have methods to compute. They don't have to have their facts memorized. We want them to be flexible in choosing a method that will get them an answer more efficiently. And most importantly, we want students to be able to explain their method. When you can describe something, then you actually know it. If you're just doing it because you memorized it or you're following steps that you were told to do, then you don't know it. You know the steps. You know how to follow directions, but you don't necessarily know the math. Here's an example. Inside of my curriculum workbook, there were a few addition and subtraction facts at the start of the unit as review. I asked the students to do them, and I watched as they solved. And one third grader started using her fingers to solve eight plus nine. I asked her, what do you know that could help you? And she looked up at me and said, oh, I got to make a 10. It's 17. I took one from the eight and I can make a 10. That was easier. And this example shows exactly what we want our students to do. Solve efficiently, flexibly use strategies to get an accurate answer. However, she needed a prompt a nudge. She doesn't need a sheet of practice problems on the nine facts. Instead, she needs more opportunities to explain her thinking, apply it, and then describe how her strategy is efficient. Maybe even critique the reasoning of her peers. But how do you do this in your classroom, right? That's always the question. Yep, sounds good, Mona. I'm on board, but how? All right, here we go. Use number talks. The episode from January 30th, I'll link it below, talks about how to do a number talk or a math talk. Go to that episode, listen to it, and start doing a math talk at the beginning of each lesson. Give students time to discuss their strategy. Consider other strategies and critique the reasoning of others. Keep your math conversations focused on strategies and efficiency, and this will help your students build their fluency. Use models and manipulatives to help students see the facts, right? In order for students to move to symbolic representations, they must have the experience of manipulating or drawing. Make time for this. And avoid pages of practice problems. It creates anxiety and pressure around learning facts and puts the emphasis on accuracy. And that loses the flexibility and the efficiency piece. So in my classroom, which I always think is helpful to get a perspective, I help students own their math learning of facts and fluency. I have individual practice time each day where students use a computer program like Math Fact Lab or Reflex Math. We also have several several different ways to practice. I have these like worksheets that have models and different things and a lot of different fluency games. Students opt in to a test when they're ready. So what I mean by that is students use this independent practice time to get themselves ready. And when they say, I know all of my six facts in multiplication, I'm ready for a test. I give them a test. 
The test I give them has 10-ish questions. A few with a model where they have to write the number sentence and the answer. So it might have three baskets with six apples in each basket. They write a number sentence, three times six, and then the answer. Um, they have like anywhere from six to eight just straight up multiplication facts to answer. Then on that test, they write the multiples. So if they're taking the six test, they write six, 12, 18, 24, write, writing the multiples out. And then there's a, two word problems where students write a number sentence to match that word problem along with the answer. And then I give them a number sentence and they have to write a word problem to match it. Now, is this test testing a bit more than fluency? Yeah, it is. However, it gives me this more holistic view of what my students can do in terms of flexibility, efficiency, and accuracy. So then once they take the test and I return or I grade it and I give them feedback, mostly it's just like in a quick conference with them about what their strengths are and what they still need to work on. And if they pass, they get a little medal. It's just a piece of cardstock with a medal printed on it for that fact group. So they might get the six medal. They absolutely love this little recognition and they can collect all of their medals until they've finished all of the facts and then they actually get a medal medal. Um, and if you want to check out what these assessments look like, check out my Instagram stories today where I'll be posting an image of them. Um, and if you're not listening to this in real time, you can go to my Instagram account at HelloMonaMath and check out my fluency highlight where I will put that image in there so you can check it out. I'll also put a link to the multiplication and division tests. Well, it's a system really. Um, so you can check those out in case you're looking for an assessment system for your students. Hey friends, I'm going to jump in right here and say, if this is all sounding really great to you and you're wondering how you can create a system for your students and understand how to make it function in your classroom, I'm hosting some summer PD. In the summer of 2023, I have six sessions all focused on making your classroom a math classroom community that's engaging and student-centered. I know you are tired of searching the internet and social media for the next best idea. You've worked hard all year, but you're really just ready for something to work. I get it. I've totally been there. And that's exactly why I started doing things differently in my classroom. I call it the Empowered Math Method, and I want to share all of it with you. We're going to start this summer with six one-hour PDs. So head over to monamath.com slash summer PD. You can see all the sessions that I'm hosting. One is creating a student-centered fluency system, exactly what this podcast is about. So if this is all sounding really great to you, head over to monamath.com slash summer PD and get signed up. I'll see you there. So wrapping up this chat today, let's remember that fluency means flexibility, accuracy, and efficiency. Students won't achieve that by just memorizing answers or steps. Give your students a variety of experiences in math to practice their strategy flexibility. Ensure that they use manipulatives or drawings to build their conceptual understanding before they memorize or solidify a fact. Consider creating or using a system where students take the lead on their learning. 
through goal setting, practice, and assessment. And if you are loving this fluency chat, please let me know. I would love to know what you want to hear more of on Honest Math Chat. As we head into the end of the year in the summer, what are you hoping to learn for next year? Send me an Instagram DM, hello Mona Math, and let me know. What do you want to hear on Honest Math Chat? Talk to you soon, friend. Well, that was your dose of Honest Math Chat for today, friend. Thanks so much for listening. It would mean so much to me if you subscribed, shared this podcast with your friend, or leave a comment. If you have not downloaded my free guide that I made in response to the questions you have all about engaging your students in math discussions, go grab it, monamath.com discussions. And if you have other questions that I haven't answered, shoot me a DM on Instagram at hellomonamath. I can't wait to chat more with you next week. Remember, we're here every Monday. I'm always listening on my way to work. When do you listen? See you soon, friend.